Hey, Storm Freaks, it's Phil. You know we love our storms and tornadoes, but tonight's guest, Jennifer Naramore, documents tornado history and also goes nationwide on the radio to report storms. It doesn't matter when you say it, as long as you say it as correctly as you can and you, you've got it the right day part covered, then you're really in pretty good shape. And we're bringing more hashtag weather fools to you as well as bringing weather trollbot 5000 back out of the garage. It's all at episode 159 of the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Hey, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast. Uh, we always want to thank our Patreon members for supporting the show, including those joining us live tonight. I know uh, we said hi to Steve's uh, in the chat already. Uh, we got uh, one of our VIPs, Dan, is in the studio with us as well. Uh, you can also join our Patreon team uh, and join us with our guests live on every show and enjoy exclusive swag and gifts that we're giving away. I'm about to send out a bunch of uh, bags, and, and Dan's getting his uh, Stormfront Freak Storm Chaser shirt uh, as well. That's going to be coming in the mail. But you can find the link to our Patreon page at stormfrontfreaks.com, so go there to check it out. And if you happen to be new to the show, welcome, but it's always happy hour every time we record. It's, we usually record at the same uh, day and time. <laughs> But, but not always, but whenever it is, it's always happy hour, and it's basically our way to introduce the co-hosts that are with us tonight uh, and, and find out what they're drinking and let you know that uh, we like to have a good time here on this show uh, and have a lot of fun. So we're going to go around the horn, and I'm going to start with Maz, Mark Maz Massaro, our former meteorologist uh, on camera here in Cincinnati. What, uh, Maz, I know you just got in from mowing the lawn, but what are you drinking? <laughs> yeah, I'm like... Yeah, okay. That means it's a Bud Light night. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Nothing like a good old good old Bud Light. <laughs> All right, Jen Watson, our contributor at the Weather Channel. Jen, what are you drinking? Oh, my gosh. It's been a struggle lately, guys. I had COVID. My daughter now has strep. Um, so I have an emergency, like vitamin, super mm. vitamin water right now. I'm trying to stay healthy and Going just you know, be that way. So again, Out of control. Okay. Of control. <laughs> All right, Brady Harris, our atmospheric science graduate and and now storm chaser. Uh, Brady, Brady, what are you drinking? Boom. You know what? I'm going classy tonight. I'm going a little bit of bourbon, a little neat. You know, nice, nice, not not too high shelf. You know, bullet, so it's nice and affordable. But nice. uh, you know, it gets the job done. Nice and affordable. You, is there a name for that one? Bullet. <laughs> bullet. Oh, bullet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nice. I'm, I'm not a bourbon guy, so I would That's know nothing okay. about That's that. Okay. But, That's okay. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. A, a lot of you, if, if this is not the first time you're listening to the show, you are aware that uh, we had our very first Stormfront Freaks Chase Week. Uh, last episode, we kind of covered it and reviewed it, uh, and, and we had a great time uh, doing that. But as part of that, we're going to be doing some amazing giveaways uh, that we're going to be doing. So I want to share what those are going to be. There's two of them, right? One of them is going to be on Twitter, so you got to make sure you follow us at Stormfront Freak. 
so you don't miss out on when we announce this. We'll probably be in the next couple days that that uh, uh, that we announce it. We'll probably run it for about a week, uh, but you got to be on Twitter following us to know when and what you need to do uh, to get in the drawing. But one of the things we're giving away is a poster, a framed poster. Uh, it's the Twister Experience poster for, that they used to have at uh, uh, Universal Studios. You guys remember ever hearing about that or anybody yeah. ever go on that? Yeah. It's, it's I, not I, really I a ride. Thinking. Yeah, you just kind of stand there and watch. It, it was... It was it was really kind of weak. I mean, it really, <laughs> like really wasn't that great. But it's a poster of the the Twister uh, Twister experience. It's got a, a tornado and a flying cow on it. But this is autographed by some of the best chasers in the business. I mean, we've got Olbinski, Shaw, Piotrowski, Marshall, Metz. We even got Josh Morgerman. I know. Wow. He's kind of the. Hurricane, yes. hurricane guy, but but regardless, uh, we got him because he's a chaser as well. So those are just some of the autographs uh, that are on here. But we're going to be giving that away along with a Midland emergency alert uh, radio. It's AM, FM, and weather radio. Also has a little flashlight on it. A uh, really unique uh, little piece. So that's going to be our Twitter giveaway. Then the other giveaway is going to be only for our Patreon members at the ef5 or above level is it a okay car? so so what's that is it a car uh it's not it's actually <laughs> no. it's actually phil's storm chasing car that not, we not, not, not storm chase vehicle it's a not storm quite, chase vehicle not quite a car but <laughs> but they are also uh in in the patreon giveaway uh they are also we're going to have one of these signed uh autographed posters framed uh nice. from from the twister experience we also are giving away so one of the cool things when we were on the chase is uh we were we were basically we partnered up with midland radios and they've got these great micro mobile radios that are basically two-way radios but super powerful and so we put one in each of our cars and had an opportunity the whole time we were chasing to communicate. Uh, we were doing it from a long distance. Sometimes you get a little separated, uh, but we're able to communicate where you're going, what are you thinking, what are you seeing on radar, uh, uh, chaser convergence issues, well, yeah. uh, well, hydroplaning Phil, that, we, issues. We were, we were using that when we were running away from the, uh, the wall cloud that we saw, the rotation of that really strong storm and uh, Dan had gotten, you know, kind of caught in the storm and we were, you know, we were relaying our position to Dan yep. on those radios, like telling him which roads to turn on, which is, yep. you know, wow. when you're running away from a wall cloud that could produce a tornado at any minute, that, uh, yeah. that's pretty valuable so, stuff. So uh, we've got one of those, again, that's also, that's part of the package we're going to give away with the poster and, because these are our Patreon members, right? These are like our teammates. <laughs> uh, we also have a car. No, we're not doing a car. It is a Stormfront Freaks hoodie. Woo! Oh, nice. Wow. Uh, nice, nice, cool. nice hoodie that we're going to throw in there as well. Uh, we'll figure out what size you are, but uh, we're going to throw in a hoodie with the framed autograph poster and the Midland Micro Mobile radio. So what we're going to do there is, if, is, is certainly follow us on Twitter if you want to be a part of that giveaway. If you're interested in the Patreon giveaway, uh, we're basically going to say you, you've got to become a member if you're not already an EF5 member or above uh, by June 20th. We're going to start uh, tracking on June 20th, so we'll probably give that away end of the month, uh, but we'll give you till June 20th uh, if you're interested in being part of that drawing. So, okay, we, does that sound that, cool? Phil? 
I know. Can we uh, be a part of that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. awesome. I'll tell you what, you guys can join Patreon. There's nothing preventing you from uh, joining Patreon and becoming Patron. an EF5 or above member. Absolutely. Patron. So, all right, let's do this. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get to our uh, great guest, Maz. I'm going to turn it over to you. Awesome. Thank you very much. Hey, Jennifer Naramore is here with us. She's been working as a radio broadcast meteorologist for over 20 years, but she looks like she's 21. She <laughs> began her career at the Weather Channel and currently works for the Storm Report Radio Network. Jennifer provides daily forecasts for 50-plus cities across the country. She also wow. provides severe weather coverage for a dozen stations. Now, Jen co-founded Tornado Talk in 2016, began as a podcast, and after 36 episodes, the podcast ended. But she continued the brand as an in-depth website dedicated to tornado history. In 2020, Jen joined the Weather Brains podcast as a panelist, and Jennifer graduated in 1995 with a BS in meteorology from Penn State University. And in her spare time, she solves world peace and world hunger. She's a busy person. <laughs> so, well, I mean, Jen, how the heck do you do I, 50 plus cities? I had a hard time with one city. <laughs> it is hard. I, it, it is very challenging. That is for sure. And I, it, since that bio is probably up to a little bit more higher than that. Over the past couple of years, I've picked up more stations. So I'm probably around 65 to 70 markets. Um, cause I work straight through the weekend. And so it's, uh, it's very challenging, but you just get into a groove and you, uh, you just have to kind of do your thing. So it's, uh, it's, it is very challenging, but we have a lot of stations that are in some of the same areas. So that makes it a little easier. How's the world peace coming? <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> so, it's been so an interesting couple of, of years. What are some of the cities? So you got like more than way more than 50 now. Yeah, Kansas City. I've been on in Kansas City since 1997. Uh, KMBZ, Wichita, Topeka, Joplin. Um, I'm out in Polson, Montana, Newport, Oregon. Uh, hmm. Let's see, Dallas, Texas, uh, Kerrville area, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Lafayette. I got so I got the the hurricane coverage going down there. Um, a bunch in Florida, Panama City, Tallahassee, Nashville. I'm on in Columbus, Ohio. Far East, I go Let's to go. Cape, I just picked up Cape Cod, hmm. Cape Cod, Massachusetts. So Jen, what, what are you, are you doing mainly like weather hits, like daily weather hits? Or are you doing more like, hey, we've got a tornado warning, we need you to come on live? Or is it a mix of both? It's a mix, but it's mainly your daily weather. So if you have traffic and weather together, I would be the weather person okay. that's on the air. So gotcha. we, it's all recorded for the most part. And so we record it, it gets uploaded to a server. The station pulls it down and they put it in their playlist. And so our goals, I mean, but a lot of times it's, you know, 20, 30 seconds. So they're quick hits. Our goals is to get you your forecast. How are you, how are you going to dress today? Where you, you know, how are things looking? We do our best with severe weather. We do some watches. Um, we only have about a dozen stations now that do warnings and radio industry. They, they want the severe weather coverage, but they don't have as many folks there who can go live. So um, I do have one station that I break into his coverage. I, I hit a code and I go in and I take them off the air and I go live. Wow. And then I, then I hang up and they go right back into programming. So it's actually kind of cool because he does, it's unmanned. He doesn't have to worry about it, but then he knows I'm doing coverage and I'm just, you know, talking and talking away. But we do have some where we do a lot of interaction and uh, a lot in Kansas we do. Mm. 
Wow. That's crazy, Jen. So do you have to create the forecast yourself? Do you have a team? Like how large is the team that you have? So the team is called the National Weather Service. <laughs> um, we start there. I mean, they they are there. And yeah. so it it's it's too difficult, I'll be honest, to, you know, be able to go from Montana to Texas to Florida and try to really analyze everything. I mean, we 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 do. We but a lot of it's short is the short term forecast yeah. because we in 20 seconds you can only say so much. And when I talk 20 seconds, that could be your introduction, a commercial then the forecast and then the outro, and then you have to put a weather bed underneath of it. So it's, it's this little, little package or production here that you have to get as much in as you can. And so I start with the national weather service and then I will look at a lot of times, look at the her and just kind of get an idea of, okay, how are things looking? Is the timing off? How yeah. can I, you know, really be as specific as possible with all that? So oh my God. if oh, it's, go if it's like a severe weather outbreak across half the country, what the heck do you do? Yeah, <laughs> I we I go a little crazy, but uh, it's uh, you know you you just you just balance it the best you can, and for the most part, we don't go live. Now we it's just it's not just me. We've got Dan Holiday, who's the owner. He is um, out of Kansas City, and then we have Steve, who is in the Colorado area, and then we have Sally too, who's in Florida. And so we all take stations and we do the work. And then there's three of us that do a lot of the lives, so we can help each other. Because I obviously cannot be in Hayes, Kansas, and Salina at the exact same time. I've tried; um, it's very difficult to go from one to the other. But you know, if a lot of the stations are great, you know, we will do a quick hit and we'll go somewhere else. But if it's a there's a warm front that's set up on I-70, forget it. We're all hands on deck and we're all jumping in there to, to help each other out to go live. Yeah. Wow. So Jen, I have to ask you, when I worked in local TV, I remember, and I only did like four hits. You're doing like 70 and, and then some. Um, and we had to get them in by 3.30 in the morning. So when does your day start and how long does it take you? So late, lately it's been taking me... And I try to, to balance it out, but I have a lot of afternoon and night feeds. So okay. I will actually do work the night before for the morning because I don't do 3.30. I did that when I first started at the Weather Channel. I did 3.30 to noon and I'm like, oh, no, I'm done with this. I'm all yeah. about the afternoons. Now, afternoons have their own challenges because you're dealing with severe weather way more yeah. than you did in the mornings. But um, since I'm so afternoon and night heavy, I'll do just a handful of feeds the night before for the next morning. And then I start my day usually in the six o'clock hour and I kind of look through everything. I get the frog out of my throat and then I, I really start broadcasting and, and I, I'll do a few hours and then I'll take a break mm -hmm. and then I might go do something else because I've got all my tornado talk stuff that I'm doing and trying to maintain that. And then I'll come back in the afternoon and kind of tweak a few things and, and see you know, how are things looking? What can I do to be more specific? I mean, if it is high pressure everywhere. Yeah. It doesn't matter when you say it, as long as you say it as correctly as you can and you, you've got it the right day part covered, then you're really in pretty good shape. High pressure days are our good days. Those are like a break. But it's yeah. when we have these nocturnal storms that keep coming through and you're like, oh, man, how long is this going to linger? And is it, how severe is it going to be? And, you know, all that stuff. It, it can be difficult. But we have a good setup with weather message. We get alerts on our phones so we know what's happening. And so I'm, I'm constantly connected to the weather, you know, what's happening around the country. I love so that. Tell us about your vacations or lack thereof. 
<laughs> Kate's really lack thereof, sadly. Um, I'm a, since I'm an independent contractor, and this has this is just how it is in the in the in our business. I Dan gives us seven days off. So I am very strategic on, and I actually took a little trip in March It's the first trip I've taken in a couple of years because of other things in the world. But I, I went out to Pennsylvania and went to America's oldest brewery for the first time. I had never been to Pottsville and I had a blast, mm-hmm. but I, I visited some of the tornado talk crew and I saw my niece who's going to Penn state and, and kind of hung out. But I just, I took a long weekend but then you you look at it and you're like, okay, I just did that. I have five days left. <laughs> what am I going to do? So I just kind of sit on it. Um, but uh, we we don't have your typical eight hour day. So it's however you. That's the good part about working from home. You know, I get up, I'm in my jammies, I get my coffee, I I come upstairs, I go in this room, and I start talking. And it's however long it takes me to get the words out of my mouth and and stuff. It's usually a good four hours. And so it, it's it's a lot of talking for four hours, but it's, I can, I can pace myself. And of course that increases if there's severe weather and I'm having to watch stuff and it, it can get a little bit tedious, but not a lot of vacation time. What, what's, what's your worst, like how many takes have you had to do? What, oh, what's man. like your worst day? Okay. Take 27. <laughs> what, what's your worst day? Oh, it's, it's, it can be 10 to 15 sometimes. I mean, it, it, that's the worst, but there's days that I'm, I'm stumble bumbling around and trying to just can't get the words out. Like today I'm like, I, sometimes I have no words. I think I've used all my words for the week. <laughs> and so there's no more words. I'm like, how else can I say hot? Yeah. You know, how else <laughs> yeah. can I say stormy? Yeah. You know, what's, yeah. cause you want to be creative. Um, cause you're trying to be entertaining in the 20 seconds that people may actually hear your voice. So I, and then, you know, if I'm in a bad mood, people can't know that. So I have to right. like overcome that and I have to smile anyway, you know, and you can't just, you know, do the whole Adrian Cronauer and say, you know, you got a window open it. <laughs> you can't just go that route with it. So, yeah. so Jen, Jen, Jen can you, oh, can ahead, you mix it up? Can you be like, it's going to be hot. <laughs> wow. I mean, what can you do to. You know, oh, where people go, Whoa, okay. Yeah. That may not go that may not go well on the Christian stations that I yeah. have, but then, you know. But you know, I have to there's there are they have uh rules on some of the stations, you know, on your pacing. Okay. The tone yeah. that you like I'm on some NPR stations and I need to use my NPR voice and really right. slow down and tell you your weather today. And you know, and they would like this pace. They don't want oh, me talking too fast. That's incredible. Yeah. So We'd be that- Made me. We think would. Of we NPR. would just be completely screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, do they ever come back with like feedback, or or is it just like, hey, you send it over, good to go? Or are they always like come back, hey, we need you to do that again, or uh, you know, or like I don't know. They do. Um, a lot of times, it has to do with your pacing. Like if you are talking too fast, or you know, they'll. A lot of the stations, though, they know what they want, so they'll tell you right before they launch with us you know we want we don't want all the technical jargon jargon for example yeah. some may they want you to be more some may want you to sound more newsy and so mm-hmm. there are things that i can i've done this for so long that i can just i can pull it off really quickly yeah, and there's so how some do you that keep track of all that stuff yeah we have a i and i actually created it a, a big database system and with forecast pages to keep all of our notes because we have oh. The, all the intros, they're constantly changing. You know, this forecast brought to you by, you know, whoever, and you have to do all that. And we have to keep it straight on who the forecast is brought by and, and who are the staff and who, who do you call if you do have to go do severe weather. 
what do you do if you make a boo-boo and you you've actually sent it with a boo-boo and you have to go fix it? What do you do there? I mean, there's there's a lot of moving parts to it to, to wow. make sure. So we have a, a big system with, and it has all of our schedules because every feed that you do has a due time. Yeah. And so you have to hit that, hit that due time or you've got old weather that's airing. Have you so thought of emojis? Is- I'm sorry. Have you thought of emojis for yourself? So like when you're like, I'm supposed to be talking, it's like, Hey, welcome. Tell us this is NPR and the forecast. <laughs> do they ever call you and be like, hello, Jen, this is NPR. And we just wanted to say that that really sucked. And you <laughs> They have not done that to me yet. No, okay. <laughs> Jen, They're let's really talk crazy. about the Weather Channel a little bit. What was it like working there and that compared to what you're doing now? It, it was a dream come true. I wanted to work at the Weather Channel since I was 12. I started watching in the mid-80s when the Weather Channel had really just started kicking off and Jim Cantori had hair and was, you know, he was, you know, on all the time doing hurricane coverage. I watched John Hope. He was my hero. I wanted to do hurricane coverage. That was my goal. And I would track hurricanes on tracking charts from your grocery store. And I lived in Florida at the time in middle school. Wow. And then we moved to that Pennsylvania. That makes more sense. Yes. That, <laughs> yeah. that you're that in Pennsylvania, tracking you're not hurricanes. tracking that. Yeah. <laughs> But then we moved to Pennsylvania. I was going to go to Florida State, and then we moved to Pennsylvania, and I decided on Penn State, which was a great move. It was an awesome school. So here, you know, a 12-year-old, and, you know, when you're 24, you find out that they're hiring women in radio, and I had some audio tapes, and I sent them in, and they took me on and put me in the 3.30 to noon slot pretty quick. And I did that for three years, and then I stepped away and worked in our Latin America division for two years. Uh-huh. And I actually worked normal hours and was uh, quality control. They She needed a meteorologist to help with that. I knew no Spanish or Portuguese. And then they got rid of the department. No. So they were like, go back to radio. And I wasn't sure I wanted to go back to radio because I didn't want to do 3.30 to noon. Yeah. So after working different shifts, I finally found myself back on a Monday through Friday, 11.30 and the morning to 7. And so I found myself afternoons. And... Yeah. um it was it was a great job. I mean, I I loved it. I got to be on a lot of radio stations. It was all radio, and um, and the the biggest coverage I ever did was the super outbreak of 2011, and wow. I was on WRSA in Huntsville mm-hmm. on that day, and it was uh, the most awful thing I'd ever been through. But it was I. I don't, I barely remember it. It's a big fat blur because you, and I did not watch the coverage on television. I didn't want to see what was happening. I wanted to focus, yeah. but I, I, I remember the tornado going through Coleman and that people were trapped in the courthouse and I was reporting that. And then there were so many tornadoes that were going through. And then eventually this, the station told me, you know, Jen, this is live. We have to go. We have to go take cover. You're going to have to take over. I said, okay. And so they, they left and took shelter and I, I just kept talking and then they got knocked off the air and that was it. And they, they were fine. They just lost power. And I finally got a hold of the guys and they were trying to get their generators working and, and whatever. And then, but my coverage was done for the night because I didn't have anybody else uh, for a radio station. So then you just kind of take a step back and try to absorb what's happened. But I didn't really go back and research all those events until later. When I did Tornado Talk, I started going back and seeing what exactly happened. I just kind of, I kind of blocked it out, I guess. But yeah. uh, it was the biggest coverage I did. And then um, in 2012, 
the Weather Channel made some changes and I found myself having to make a change. And so now I'm at the Storm Report. In terms of the job, it's the same thing. It was one day I'm at the Weather Channel, the next day I'm at the Storm Report, and I'm doing the same thing I was doing before, which is just talking on the air and doing the forecast. So it was a seamless transition to do it. And, you know, the, the good thing about the Storm Report is that I'm working from home. I can work from, if I want to travel, I can go work at a hotel. You know, it's just making sure that you're, you got some good sound and, and you've got a good internet so you can get your forecast out the door. But I've, I've traveled. I did a forecast once from the tennis court. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Now that, that doesn't come out to me as like good sound <laughs> yeah. quality outside it, at a tennis it, court. It worked okay. I mean, because they did phoners anyway. It was a severe now thunderstorm watch update. Yep. And so I just, I said one moment. And so I went over and I did a severe thunderstorm watch update. And they, it was fine. So, Interesting. Hey, know. I got one quick question before we go to break. Um, so, Jen, you, you talked about working at the Latin American station, but you knew no, didn't have any Spanish speaking. Uh, like, you didn't have to do graphics, or you didn't have to, you know, where you spelled a word wrong or anything like. So, no. what did you do? Like, how? What were you doing uh, that allowed you to do it and still not have to? have Spanish. And maybe you learned it while you're there. I don't know. I learned a little bit. Saliado is sunny. You know, I just, but no, it was, <laughs> you know, the local on the eights, the low of the, that they do with the weather channel. It was mm -hmm. at that time, the star Excel system is what ran your local on the eights. So Got I was it. with the star Excel and I worked, I created databases and the goal, and I did a lot of quality control. So it's making sure that if the forecast was sunny, it really did say Soleado or, you know, partial Monte Nublado. I'm probably butchering that, <laughs> but it would be partly cloudy, you know, and making sure that those match. And I would do a lot of behind the scenes type of quality control on that uh, because that was a, a big deal to make sure that, you know, because they would launch updates to the Star Excel and I would work with the, the developers to make sure that things were working right. So you still, I mean, you still had to understand some of that. Like, don't, didn't that still have the, hey, today, partly cloudy skies or da 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 and after three like didn't it still have like paragraphs of information it did and luckily my cohort did speak spanish and okay. so she yeah so i was the meteorology part and Got she it. was the one who did quality control on the spanish perfect. yeah perfect well i'll tell you what everybody with with all the severe weather going on across the country that jen's been talking about and covering you know, many people are getting their motorcycles out, their RVs, they're, they're getting this stuff out of the garage. Wouldn't it be great to know when you may be driving into uh, a severe storm? And wouldn't it be great to know that you can be safe and avoid that stuff? I'll tell you, with the Drive Weather app, you'll always know what the weather is going to be along your route as you are expected to travel through it. So it doesn't give you the forecast right now for your entire route. It tells you here's what the forecast will be when you get there. So uh, it helps you avoid hitting the freeway during heavy rain and thunderstorms. You can even use down at the bottom a little departure slider, uh, which basically lets you know when's the best time to leave. You, you might be better off waiting a couple hours to leave on your trip uh, because you'll avoid a certain storm or you might avoid some bad, bad weather around uh, some heavy traffic areas. Uh, and what's neat is the free version allows up to an 850-mile trip. And if you use it once, I'm telling you what, you're going to want to use it all year long. And now, now it is available in Canada as well. So all of our friends up north, they can benefit from this app and view live radar of all of North America. So it covers Canada, 
uh, and the U.S. You can find Drive Weather in your Apple or Google store or just visit driveweatherappapp.com uh, for the official travel, travel weather app of this Stormfront Freaks podcast. Hey, it's time for a quick refill break. Uh, we're going to find out what Jen's drinking when we get back, uh, and we'll talk more about tornado trackers and the tracker chat, which will be coming up over break. So uh, we'll be right back with more from Jen. Hey everyone, welcome to Tracker Chat. This is the weather podcast within the weather podcast. We are the Tornado Trackers. My name is Gabe Cox. I'm joined with Jeff Mangum. Uh, Jeremy Heyman is out this week, so Jeff and I are going to tackle the subject this week. We're going to talk about our favorite video and photo editing software and apps. Um, there's a lot out there. It can be really overwhelming when you're first getting into it, but We've kind of um, covered the ground between professional and free apps. Um, so, Jeff, why don't you start us off? You do a lot of photography. So what kind of photo editing apps or software do you prefer? Yeah, um, I, I think there is, uh, there's obviously a, a great variety of different apps and software um, Predominantly, what I what I utilize is my phone. So I have an iPhone XR, uh, but I don't have a laptop right now that is <laughs> nearly as powerful as my phone. <laughs> so I do a majority of my editing um, strictly on my phone. And so um, there's there's some different apps I've used over the last four or five years. Uh, some cost and some are free. Um, I would say the one I use the most is Lightroom. Uh, Lightroom has a really robust um, app uh, for the iPhone, and it does sync up to your laptop or your computer, whatever you're trying to sync up to. It has that ability. Um, I do spend about $20 a month for use of the Adobe Creative Cloud, and so um, there is a cost to that. So um, I use Lightroom more than anything else. Um, there is another app called Visco. It's V-S-C-O. Um, it's another really... A strong app. There's a free version and a paid version. It just gives you a ton of different options. Um, I would say if you're looking for something strictly that's free, the best option in in my viewpoint is something called Snapseed. Yeah. Um, it's a really, really good app. Um, in fact, it's what I used all the way up until I got uh, into Lightroom. And I still utilize it from time to time. So um, if you're looking for something from specifically your phone, uh, Snapseed is absolutely uh, robust and it is really good, and especially for being free, you really can't beat it. Awesome. Yeah, I use um, Snapseed pretty much most of the time. Um, I just recently got the Lightroom app, um, but default to Snapseed, it's, it's just good and crazy yeah. that it's a free app because there's so much to it. So I'm going to talk about uh, the video side of things. So my real full-time job is a filmmaker, um, and I'm a film editor most of the time. I have used Adobe Premiere for the past, oh gosh, well, ever since Final Cut completely changed their platform. Um, so I've been using Premiere for a while, and I absolutely love it. It's a really clean-looking uh, platform, editing platform. It's got really powerful color grading options, that's the kind of stuff that gets a little more complicated, which I don't, I think most storm chasers 
wouldn't need to or wouldn't care to get that deep into color grading or color correction. But like the Lightroom app and Lightroom, you need a Creative Cloud account. You know, if you have a Mac and it comes with iMovie, which is free, that's good enough for editing uh, clips together. Most people really aren't going to do much more than that and, you know, be a waste of money to spend that much on Premiere. And then you're just really just cutting clips and putting them together. There's tons of free stuff that you can do that with. Um, And I think, Jeff, you have an app that is really powerful that I believe you said was free where you can edit your video. Yeah. And and again, my, I've, I've just not really invested into a laptop in the last year that is worth anything. It seems so, um, I probably need to change that philosophy soon, but I have, uh, there's an app called video shop. And again, there's a, there's a free version of that. And then there's a monthly uh, version of that. And it's fantastic. It, um, I believe it's the, the three dollars and ninety nine cents per month, or something like that, version that allows you to utilize four K. So if you are putting together four K videos, you can do that on your phone through Video Shop. Um, so that's hands down my favorite uh, that I use, and I do. I've used a lot of videos. I put those together through Video Shop. Awesome. Well, this has been Tracker Chat, and we have been the Tornado Trackers. Thank you guys for joining us. As always, feel free to check out our website, www.tornadotrackers.org. We recently updated our store on there, so now there are tons of shirt options. We have mugs, we have stickers, so feel free to poke around and see if there's anything you guys like. And thanks again to the Stormfront Freaks for hosting us and allowing us to spend some time on their airwaves. We are the Tornado Trackers, and we will catch you guys next time. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, welcome back to the show. Uh, Jen Naramore with us. And, and Jen, a couple questions. But the first one, quick start off with get it. Let, let's just get it out there. What are you drinking tonight? <laughs> I am <laughs> drinking Lord Chesterfield Ale, Yingling Lager. Or Yingling Ale, but from the America's Oldest Brewery. Nice. That's wow. awesome. Yeah, it's very tasty. Wait, you know, isn't like Yingling, a... isn't that a beer? Wait, so it's a Yingling, like, It's a, an ale. Yeah, yeah, no, it's an ale. They, because they, and they do not sell this in Ohio. Huh. So I may or may not have bootlegged this back. <laughs> but it's the uh, Lord Chesterfield Ale. Wow. It's really good. It's really good. And okay. um, so I, when I went there, I, I brought a case back. And then also their porter they don't sell that in ohio either mm-hmm. so i brought some of that back but wow. yep that's good stuff yingling is is like one of my right. favorite yeah least you know one of the because it's not super expensive but it's really t- it's really good good flavor but yeah I have, i've never even heard of those ones so yeah 
Sounds good. Okay, so here, here's my more serious question. So I want to talk a little bit about Tornado Talk, and, and I, I know that's really a, a great little brainchild uh, that, that you guys have put together. Um, my first question, two parts, is, is kind of what – you have a huge passion for that, obviously, in, in documenting all of that. Where, where, where did that come from? What got you to go, hey, we should, <laughs> we should put all this time and energy into what you're doing with Tornado Talk – um, and and what, what do you got new? Anything new coming up with Tornado Talk? I guess uh, hit those two things for me. Okay. So in 2016, my boss said, you want to do a podcast? Let's call it Tornado Talk. Let's do Tornado Stories. I said, okay. So we jumped on it. We did it for a year and a half and did the 36 episodes. And we just were kind of trying to feel our way around to figure out how it was going to work. You know, we'd never done a podcast before. And and so eventually it kind of molded into this more of a storytelling. And I fell in love with that. It was taking the, the tornado and it was interviewing folks like for Joplin, the 2011 Joplin tornado, we interviewed Jeff Petrowski and then we got his interview and we meshed it in with, with folks who had survived and a guy from a radio station. And we, so we just kind of did this whole thing and um, it just, it just didn't take off in the podcast form as we had hoped. And so, and Dan, you know, as the owner of the company and, had, you know, 8 million other things going on, he's like, I'm going to step away. And I said, well, I don't want to yet. And so I, but I knew I didn't want to do the podcast by myself. I, I didn't think I could carry that. So I, I had some other visions and maybe this comes from my whole database thing. You know, I just, I want to document and I want to have information out there and, but I wanted to tell these stories as well. So in, you know, late 2017, 18, I started doing, my goal was to do a summary per day. So I wanted 365 of them. So I started just cranking them out all by myself. And I had uh, a a guy from um, Millersville who was helping me just kind of maintain some stuff. And then in 2019, I almost quit it because I was getting tired. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. I don't, I can't, it's not going anywhere. And then 2020 happened. And we built a community on Discord. And next thing I know, I have all these people that love tornado history and we're all talking together. And we started a Patreon and we made a couple of bucks. And I'm like, because I was paying for everything on my own. Wow. And the website was getting bigger and it was getting more expensive. And I'm like, I'm not sure if I can keep doing this. And then in, next thing I know, I found more writers and it just kind of grew from there. And one of my main writers is uh, a sophomore at Millersville right now. His name is Nelson Tucker. He is the most amazing writer I've ever, I've ever seen. He just, Mm. he can see the the damage and just see the path. And he does things that are just amazing with mapping. And he's got a heart for the stories, for the people. And he presented to me, I wrote this on Smithville from 2011. Will you read it? And so I read, I, I was blown away. And from there, it, he and I and then Nick Wilkes, who goes to Cal U MPA, have done a lot of summaries. And we're now up to an over like 550 summaries on the website. We've transformed from these smaller summaries into like these big ebooks. <laughs> you know, they're, they're huge. Some of them are several chapters. The Tuscaloosa Tornado uh, summary is 10 chapters, actually. Wow. And um, so it's it just... I just love it. It's the people. It's talking to folks. It's reading their stories. It's wanting to tell them their stories. It's getting emails back from people who say, thank you so much for writing about my grandpa. 
they're finding these, their, their family members in our stories. You know, I had somebody write last week, you know, you wrote about my grandma and we didn't know she, we know she died, but we thought she was died in a field and we were trying to correct the record. And so I wrote him back and I said, I'm so sorry about your grandma. And I said, but thank you for writing us. And we just, people want to know about their history. And I think it's so important and tornadoes have such an impact. And they're also such amazing survival stories as well that are powerful. There's powerful photos, there's powerful videos, and we try to pull all that together to, to really help folks. So are the Jen, stories, you... I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Miss. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Jen, I just have to say like your site is amazing. If like for anyone listening, if you have not been on there before, you need to jump on there. Um, Jen, I was a, a local meteorologist in Tupelo, Mississippi for the 2011 outbreak. And like the detail you have is incredible. Uh, but even looking like on your main page right now, like you go in depth about the Lennonburg, Nottaway, Dinwiddle, Prince George tornado in Virginia from May 5th, 1834. <laughs> so what what is the earliest tornado that, that you've been able to cover and where are you finding the records? That one. That's the earliest. That's the earliest. Yeah, we, do we dove into that one and we, uh, historical societies, newspapers, uh, newspapers.com is amazing. Ancestry.com is amazing. But the historical societies are wonderful. We'll write to those folks and then they'll get back to us and they can help confirm or deny things if they if they can. And uh, so that was a challenge. And we were digging into plat maps to the best of our ability online and like zooming in really close and trying to map things out and trying to find things. And, and then we did have some historical societies for that one that actually confirmed the places, the historical places, so we can kind of get an idea that it's not accurate to, you know, 100%, but it's to the best of our ability. But newspapers.com is one of the best sources for this information. I mean, it's amazing to go back into the records and, and grab all that. And, uh, you know, our goal is to be as detailed as we can with the damage and where it went. And sometimes, because I've got Nelson, who I think has, well, we definitely think he has spidey vision and x-ray vision or something going on here because he can see tree fall patterns and stuff on the satellite and like help pinpoint things. And so we, sometimes we do correct the record a little bit and we'll reach out to the weather service and, and they really appreciate because they can't do this. They can't go in depth and they mm -hmm. love people's stories too. And we try to go as in depth there to find those stories. How, how do wow. we, how do we find that? I have not been to your site. I apologize. What is it this is site again? It's tornadotalk.com. Okay. So tornado what do you, what do you want to like, what do you envision for the years ahead that you're like, Oh, I've always wanted to do this. We just haven't had the time or the budget or whatever for right now. I'm, I'm hoping for a couple of things and, and Phil had asked about what we have going on new. We are, we're kind of moving in, into two different directions. We're going to continue with these, huge summaries that are several chapters and we're working on one right now we're almost done and it's pretty much nelson and i working on this but we're doing the coleman tornado from 2011 super outbreak it will be an overview and three chapters it's it's i just started really delving into some of the the more powerful stories um and with because there were six fatalities and five in one family and it was just a really heartbreaking but there's some hope in there too so we're we're working on that and and Nelson has done some amazing things with the mapping and and there's a lot of video from Coleman so we're we're mapping that out. 
but are any of the are any of the chapters like audio? Like, can you? So instead of like, I love to read. Okay. <laughs> so if you had like, I could click on it and listen to it as well. Is that is that something you do, or is that like that is just too time consuming, Mark? We. It is, but we have, but I'm not ruling that out. In fact, we have a membership. That's how we're getting some support. And I wasn't sure how that was going to roll. Patreon did not work for us. So we moved into a membership program on our website and that seems to have been a little bit better. We actually have over a hundred members now that help support us either on a monthly or yearly basis. And then this year I'm like, Hey, why not? You want to do a yearly or a lifetime membership? <laughs> Two people did. And I was like, wow. holy crap, I can't That's believe awesome. it. It's amazing. Because I underpriced it. You underpriced yeah. it. <laughs> I just have been overwhelmed by wow. it. And this we've only this is our only our second year doing it. My ultimate goal is to try to get enough money to because these kids are still working for me for free. I still can't pay them yet because we're just trying to make sure we keep our costs, but I'm trying to have enough in the the bucket here to, to cover next year's costs just in case don't, I don't give these ahead. guys any ideas jen please yeah like <laughs> what the heck <laughs> but i do want to pay these kids uh, jen, my, my question is how do you um what's your like decision process like hey we want to cover uh you know these different tornadoes like you know obviously the tornadoes you you know they hit ohio yesterday you wouldn't ever cover but like how do you how would you decide hey we're going to cover this event next versus you know like what what's what's the decision criteria for that last year the decision was we wanted it was the 10 year anniversary of the super outbreak so that one was an easy one we decided to dive in and we covered about 50 events last year and oh. we, we did a lot of it during the summer and it was the three of us, Nick, Nelson, and I really just dove into it after the, the guys are all going to college and, you know, then I've got my job, my main job is radio. So I have to, that comes first, um, tornado talk goes, comes second, but you know, I, I have to balance the work with their schooling because I tell school comes first, not tornado talk, not your writing, none of that school comes first. So we make some decisions there, but the, as we moved into the fall, um, we had to make some decisions and I pretty much let Nelson decide what he wants to do, whatever is his interest is now, he is the lead writer. And so I let him decide what he wants to do. And last end of last year, he wanted to ride on the Mullica Hill, New Jersey tornado. He actually was able to go do some surveys and then he wanted to do El Reno from 2011 oh, and cool. he just kicked butt on that. Wow. So right now we're kind of in this, whatever we want to try to pursue, if there's a, a state we haven't covered, if there are some summaries we need to really update. Um, and then the other thing that's new is the database where we're going to try to have this interactive database. Right now we've quality controlled the F5s or we're in that process. So we're going to try to launch a database so you can search all the F5s. Wow. And then the next step are the F4. So the guys are doing data entry and they're actually you know, pulling in the information and putting it all together so you can have a searchable database. From there, we're hoping to have a summary for as many of them as we can. And they may not be as in-depth as the Lunenberg. They may be more basic, but they we're hoping that we can eventually, like I said, it's a multi-year project. We'll just continue to grow, grow, grow. Yep. Wow. How long does it take? 
Sorry, Maz. That question didn't yeah, get into for uh, the, uh, the, Sorry, the thunder sound. I, I always yeah. have to do that to Maz for some reason. I, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, why is it always me? Now so, hey, that is the sound. It is time for our lightning round, Jen. So this is the game show of flashy and brilliant questions uh, that we always play with our guests. And uh, tonight uh, we're bringing back uh, weird things that humans search for. <laughs> so weird things oh boy. that humans search for. I always have to remind Maz that I did buy this at Target, so he always Tar-Jay? thinks I'm... You mean Target? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we say Target here. Sorry, Phil. We're high So here's class. what we're going to do. Uh, I've, got, I've got three different cards, and basically each one I'm going to read off uh, what the search was, right? On internet search, Google search, whatever. And there's always a missing... Okay, uh, missing part of it, right? So people are searching for how do I fix my blank, right? And you have to fill in the blank with the top 10 highest searches for that particular question. So I will start with um, our guest, Jen. I'll start with her, but then uh, I'll hit our co-hosts. You guys will get a shot too as well, but I'm going to start with Jen first, okay? All righty. Does that make sense? Okay. Sure. So here we go. So uh, Jen, the first search is why do I have so much blank? Why do I have so... So people are getting on Google, and they're typing in, why do I have so much... What what do you think uh, is in the top 10 most often searched? Why do I have so much uh, mold? Mold. Interesting. Uh, But that is... Yeah, that's... Not in the top Where ten. Where do you keep your mold? Remind me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to uh, Brady. Brady, what what are people? Why do I have so much? What are people searching for? Dead skin, just like on the for my pedicure. Dead skin. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna give wow! you dandruff. I'm gonna oh, give you dandruff. Wow. Okay, accounts. Wow. Dandruff. Wow. Dandruff. There we go. All right, uh, Maz. I'm torn. Between nose hair and extra skin under my neck, because <laughs> I am like, what the heck? Oh, uh, Mez, get out of here! You don't have that. You don't have that. I'll go with okay. nose hair. What the heck? Why do I have so much nose hair? Nose hair. New. All right, I'm gonna go with neck uh, skin under the neck. Then. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, uh, Jen Watson. Why? Why do I have so much? What are What are people searching for? I don't know. That's a great one. Um, I was going to think, why do I have so much hair? But um, stress? Ooh. Wow. You know what Jen says. Jen says, why do I have so many followers on Twitter? I just don't understand. All right. So so here here we are. I know you guys are all interested. Why do I have so much gas? Mucus. Acne. Saliva. Ugh. What? Now this one was close. Anxiety. That was close, Jen. I know, okay. but it's not. Wasn't stress, but anxiety. <laughs> gave, I will say you gave me dandruff, so I, I guess. Well, but that uh, is I dead would... skin. Yeah. Right. Uh, earwax, snot, static <laughs> in my hair. So not hair, but static in my hair, and discharge. 
Why so much oh. discharge? That's, so, that's such a general term. Discharge? Like, from where? What are we talking about here? That's know. a problem. See, right, I, I would have given all kinds of responses on that one. That's right. a big problem. All right, Jen Naramore. How do I know when it's time to blank? People are searching to try and figure out how to know when it's time to what? Turn your clocks back. Oh. <laughs> Nope. Shoot. It was good. It was a good answer. It just wasn't yeah. the top ten. Yeah. Uh, Jen Watson, I'll I'll go to you. How do I know um, when it's time to? Um, I don't know why dirty things have come into my mind, but we'll just wow. weird. Yeah, really. it's weird. <laughs> it's weird <laughs> things that people it, search it, for. It so sets you up. You never know. No, Twitter I'm just going to say, how do you know up. when it's time to go to the doctor? Go. Ooh. Ah. Uh, wait. Wait. <laughs> Nope. Survey says nope. All right, uh, Maz. Uh, How do I know when it's time to mute myself? I have a hard time with that. Uh, Yes, you do. But that was not a top 10 search. Sorry, Jen. All right. Wow, we're ripping it up here. Brady, what uh, what do you got? How do I know when it's time to poop? (laughs) Jeez. Oh, come on. Are you kidding me? Jen, I'm going. Like, you don't know when it's time to poop? I'm listen. There, like you got to search that. Like uh, this isn't Google. Me. Tell me this when isn't it's me. <laughs> this isn't me. And we're not reading my search history. Here. Okay, alarm. this is general. I'm gonna quick go back to Jen. Jen Naramore. Any oh other God. ideas? Any other ideas? No, I'm not being weird enough. Okay. <laughs> All right. So here, here we go. Here is what you guys missed. How do I know when it's time to euthanize my dog? Oh my oh. God. Get a divorce. Change my tires. Retire. Change jobs. Leave my church, get a new iPhone, <laughs> pump my breast, shave what? my head, or harvest my weed plant. What? <laughs> wow. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, oh man. Is All right, the you guys. Tire you got, after shit, rotating your tires? No, you should you should retire after you harvest your weed plant. Oh, that's when you should retire. <laughs> All right, I'm giving you guys one more opportunity. Here's your saving grace. Uh, Jen Naramore, starting with you. Is there a dating site for blank? Is there a dating site for blank? And so so think of like dating site for a type of person, right? Or uh, something like well, that. So gonna, what, what do you think say, are the top 10 searches? I was going to say cats. Oh, that was going to be mine! <laughs> shocking. That's shocking. Oh, come you on. Both, you you uh, both would be wrong on oh, that. No, there's that no. Is a, that is a million dollar idea right now, there. Now, I'll tell you this. There probably is one out there, but people aren't searching for uh, it. it can, okay. Exactly, Dan. Catsonly.com. Fantastic. Does that make you a furry then? Uh, I'm, no. There you go. <laughs> no, because it, right. it's two cats. It's not a person oh, and a cat. Oh, it's I two, thought you had to date a cat. Like, no. No, that's no. not right. Okay. Oh, no. This has gotten weird real <laughs> fast, right? Okay. All right, Maz, I'm going to you. Is there a dating site for... Storm Chasers. Wow. Right? No, but I'm saying, right? (laughs) Yeah. Talk about convergence. (laughs) All right. uh, uh, Jen. Jen Watson. Is there a dating site for? Farmers. Wow. Dating site for farmers. There is. But it's not, again, it's not searched for. Brady. Brady. Uh, Is there a dating site for pilots? I bet there is. 
wefly.com. Okay. Oh, no. Wefly. Wefly.com. All right. Wow. wow. <laughs> we struck out. We struck out. I, you know, what do I say? We just didn't do so good. All right. Here's our top 10. Is there a dating site for nerds? Oh. Gamers. Wow. Professionals. Professional what? That's yeah, called LinkedIn. Some, That's called LinkedIn. Uh, military. <laughs> dating site for truck drivers. Okay. Introverts. Okay. <laughs> this is a good. Is there a dating site for sex offenders? <laughs> oh, like who's searching that? <laughs> oh my god! Not good. All right. Is there a dating site for tall guys? No. Uh, I could use that. I could use that. So th- this is uh, the last one. Is friends? Is there a dating site for friends? But the one right before that, I don't get. Is there a dating site for asexuals? Don't. Yeah. It's an a-, a site. I don't get that. <laughs> all right so there we go so there is our attempt at playing weird things that people search for thanks phil all right well jen do do us a favor where can our listeners find you on social media and and we talked a little bit about tornado talk already but uh social media so anything tornado talk uh twitter we're on tornado talk um at tornado talk Facebook, Instagram, we're on TikTok, believe it or not. No kidding. That's awesome. We have a Discord server, too, and we're on YouTube. You can get all the old podcasts on YouTube, and the stuff I used to do for Stormfront Freaks is on there, too, and and maybe some future stuff you never know. You you packed that bag, and you took it to Weatherbrains, didn't you? (laughs) I did. I do. It was good stuff. It It, it was was good stuff. So we we appreciate it. We still, every once in a while, we still throw some of that on there. So it's good. In fact, I told MJ to edit one of those in. So uh, there's going to be one uh, here at the next break. So, uh, uh, so anyway, it's it's a uh, c- convective season and tropical season. I mean, and we're we're kind of like right in the middle right now. And at helicity.co/sff. They've got a huge selection of creative weather and storm chasing themed t-shirts, gear and merchandise, including uh, the Stormfront Freaks shirts and beverage containers. Uh, go to their exclusive site, helicity.co slash SFF, and you're going to earn 5% off your entire order. And while you're there, click on the Brands tab, and that's where you're going to find all your Stormfront Freaks favorites at Helicity. Dot co slash sff so it's time for our final break uh we got more to come including we got hashtag weather fools and our one and only weather trollbot 5000 june 20th 1957 a family of five tornadoes with an intermittent damage track of nearly 70 miles tracked from buffalo north dakota to dale minnesota the supercell that spawned these tornadoes persisted for at least six hours The third tornado in the family developed in a rural area two and a half miles west of the Fargo, North Dakota city limits. The damage path was nine miles. The width was estimated at 500 yards. Ten were killed and over 100 were injured. It was given a rating of F5. A newer section in the northwestern part of Fargo was hit. All property in an area five city blocks wide and 20 blocks long was demolished. Over 1,300 homes were damaged or destroyed. Some were leveled and swept away. I read many devastating stories when writing tornado history summaries, and this is one of the most tragic. Six of the 10 fatalities from this tornado event were children from one family. 
From the Minneapolis Star-Tribune on June 22, 1957, Mrs. Mercedes Munson, mother of seven, went to work just after the noontime hour. Her oldest daughter, Phyllis, age 16, was left in charge of five of the younger children. Mrs. Munson received a phone call from her daughter talking about a storm coming, and the girl screamed, and then the line went dead. Mrs. Munson rushed home but was directed to go to the hospital. It was here that she found out the six children who were home when the tornado hit were killed. Her seventh child, a son, 14 years old, was staying with another family in North Fargo and was safe. The National Weather Service in Fargo created a detailed summary on the 60th anniversary of this event and has a collection of personal accounts on their website. Here is a blurb from one of those accounts. Our house was located at 1333 10th Avenue North, Fargo, North Dakota. The sky was pea soup green and it was very humid. Mom ordered us to the basement and we said, Mom, a tornado can't hit in the middle of town. We saw the roof of the neighbor's house lift off and their big TV was in the air above the house. The side of our house lifted off the foundation. By then we were all crowded into the coal bin and huge balls of fire would bounce along the ground as the power lines came down. It sounded like we were under a freight train. This event was significant to the meteorological community. Ted Fujita did an in-depth study on what occurred. For Thomas Grizoulis in Significant Tornadoes, quote, The Fargo report was a landmark effort in both detailed mapping and in efforts to understand the tornado life cycle. In the 60th anniversary summary of this event, the National Weather Service in Fargo noted that Fujita would coin the terms wall cloud, tail cloud, and collar cloud after analyzing over 200 photos from the Fargo tornado. This F5 is listed in the Storm Prediction Center database with a straight-line path length of 52.4 miles. After Fujita's work, he was the one to determine that this was actually a tornado family, with the Fargo F5 the third tornado to occur, and its path length for the F5 is 9 miles. I have gathered a great deal of information on this event. Maps, pictures, and newspaper articles are included with a summary at TornadoTalk.com. Follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You're listening to Emmy Award winning Jeff Matroski on the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the Welcome back, everyone. Who is that? That's the who. Who am I? I'm Brady Harris. What is this? Well, this is Weather Fools. For those that don't know, or maybe you're a little forgetful, or maybe it's your first time, us as the Weather Fools, we're going out, or sorry, we are not the Weather Fools. We are the Stormfront Freaks, but we are going out on the internet, the dark web, as Phil likes to call it. We're looking for people that did something not so smart and it deals with the weather. Phil, I understand you're an overachiever this week. You have three weather fools. There must have been some dumb people doing some dumb stuff. Let's see it. All right. So one of them comes from uh, James Spann's tweet. And, and Jen Naramore, you might you might know this guy. I don't know. Um, but, of course, he's a friend of the show. He's been on a few times. This was uh, a picture, or it's a video. Let me play the video. So this was flooding, uh, it says, on George Wallace Drive in Gadsden. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you can see vehicles that are submerged up to their headlights. Yeah. Wow. Uh, obviously thought they could uh, get around. Or, or here's what happens, right? 
wow. you, there's some water and you can't see the road as well, if at all. And next yeah. thing you know, you're in a ditch because you thought that's where the road was, but it's not there. Right. right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, you know, I, I wonder what gas is at that gas station they passed. You know, maybe they should have turned in and get, you know, gotten gas there because that, uh, <laughs> that's, but that water has got to be at least, you know, two or three feet deep. I mean, Ooh. that's crazy. And I feel like that's like the, the perfect storm of like flooding situation where it's like some areas it's not that bad. So here's, don't know. So here's Miami. So Miami also <laughs> recently had some flooding. And I love this. this is downtown Miami, right? Uh, here's here's this car oh. that gets in up to its headlights again. And of oh. course, what happens? It stalls. And out pops this girl out of the sunroof or the moonroof <laughs> in her uh, going out partying gear. And she just comes out. She's like, come help me push this. Push. Push. <laughs> like she's taking charge. Uh, like a boss and telling people what they should be doing. It's great. Like, let's push this thing. But she's all decked out in her, her, uh, she's heading out, right? Out on the town. I I love how the guy filming, the the person filming just doesn't, you know, he's just like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to film this. I'm not getting involved. (laughs) Oh my God. And she doesn't care at all. She's in this short dress and everything. And like, I mean... There's, I mean, she's getting splashed up with water as cars. Look drive at that up. SUV coming! Oh Holy, yeah. Yeah. look at her! Oh my gosh! Leaves a little yeah. wake for her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I love, the, I love the comment. This driver needs to put a ring on it. This girl's ride or die. Oh my god! <laughs> this amazing. this this scene will be in the next Fast and Furious, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That, oh and that tr- yeah, that truck flies by, but. All right. All right, last one comes from uh, Chaser Brandon Clement. Uh, he does a lot of drone uh, drone video stuff. Uh, and this was in Colorado. So Colorado just got some snow uh, in the last couple of weeks, which was crazy. And he says, uh, he says on the tweet, that time I watched Jesus take the wheel in Colorado. So you guys can watch what happens and maybe comment on it. Wow. Oh. She, she wow, got just cars. You've wow. got... <sighs> Jeez! What? Like he he dodged like five cars while sliding on the snowing, <laughs> and then hits the policeman. Yeah, slowly, slowly backs, slowly yeah. backs into the cop. Wow! <laughs> look, look at that! At that. Wow! How? And I feel like the policeman was there and just kind of made sure he stopped and was just like, "Oh my gosh, wow. that's wow. wild!" How do you miss? What he missed, all those cars he missed. This this guy this guy needs to be you know like a stunt driver in a movie. That's what I think his next career is going to be. Because you know, that, I almost that... wonder was was maybe the cop chasing him, and so he was like speeding because he was trying to. Now he was behind him. He, he was, was behind him. him. Yeah, but oh that's my god, wild. wow! And these captains are great too, Phil. I mean, yeah. Yeah. the time Jesus took the wheel, like that's wild. <laughs> Wow. Well, I'm glad that turned out okay and didn't turn out a lot worse than it could have been, you know. I yeah. think uh and that was from May 19 of, you know, so just like 2 weeks ago. So I'm hoping uh I'm hoping we don't get anything like that in Ohio. But anyway, Phil, those are some pretty great weather fools. I have one weather fool and, and this was not, you know, I'll put a I'll put a um disclaimer out here. This was actually when we were chasing and there was a I believe this was um Sunday, May, or maybe Monday, May 30th. This was Memorial Day. Yes. Uh, or, yes. or the day right before. This was when we were chasing up in uh, north 
um, you know, northern Iowa and, and Minnesota, and there was a tornado warning uh, that um, was at the very border of the U.S. Um, you know, Can- uh, Canada border, and it went from this small polygon in the U.S. And, and granted, this picture that we're showing now, this is a giant, you know, o- over dramatized picture, but it went from this small polygon to this giant almost Providence-wide tornado warning because Greg explained it to us. Canada does tornado warnings. They don't do it on a polygon you know, um, area. They do it on like a whole Providence or, or whatever, you know, wide. So you literally have this giant tornado warning and it was all over Twitter and it was crazy. And I was just like, you know what? I love Canada for a lot of things, but that just seems a little silly that you can't, you know, ref- define your tornado warnings a little bit better. However, describe this. It looks like ha- it's like more than half the United States. If you yeah. were to put that polygon or well, that, yeah. that the one you're seeing, the yeah. one you're seeing is uh, Storm Chaser Nick blew it up to it's really go look at how crazy this is. But yeah. it, it still, if you look at Minnesota and you saw the little polygon of northern Minnesota where the tornado was. And then, and and here's what it was like. This how I equate it to is it's very similar to uh, the old way we used to get our uh, uh, weather radio warnings. Right? You didn't yeah. have the same technology, and so if there was a warning issued by a, a WFO, it would go. If you got that radio signal, you got the tornado warning, whether it was yeah. anywhere near you or not. And that that's kind of what Canada <laughs> yeah. was. But yeah. think about so, this statistically. They're probably a hundred percent accurate that there was a tornado in there. <laughs> yeah. You know what? They are. They are. But the, the problem is a lot of times you'll probably get people to be blue sky and they'll be like, There's no tornado. So uh yeah. You know, there are pros and cons. There are pros and cons for sure. But uh, so those were our weather fools this week. If you want to see those and more, go to our website at stormforfreaks.com, check out the show notes section and look for show one hundred and fifty nine. All right. Oh, my gosh. This is one of my favorite segments, Weather Troll Block 5000. It is time. So what Phil did, you know, he went to a couple garage sales and uh, he found a robot. And it's not just any robot, robot, weather troll bot, I should say, 5000. What this robot does, it interprets what our weather friends were thinking when they were trolled. So they usually have like a, a very proper, appropriate response. But this actually tells us, what they were really wanted to say to that troll. So take it away, Phil. I love it. What's that voice you use when you introduce Keanu Reeves? Weather t- <laughs> Keanu Reeves. I was thinking yeah, that, that's the NPR voice, maybe. I don't know. I like, I like that <laughs> voice. I just that's, like weather troll. That's a good voice. I like it. All right, so I've got I've got two uh, two examples to, that we're going to plug into Weather Trollbot tonight. Um, one is actually from Storm Chaser Aaron Rigsby, who's been on the show before. Uh, we actually met him storm chasing uh, in, in uh, while well, we were in uh, South Dakota. We met him in South Dakota, right? And uh, so it's cool to meet uh, cool to meet Aaron. But he just he posted this a little bit ago or a couple days ago. This was on Facebook. He had some guy, and and there's no reference to the person's name. But he, he says, you guys need to stay in your own state and stop traveling all over the world wondering what is happening. Just last week, I seen one of, your, one of you guys' vehicles in Pier. You guys need to go mind your own business. We have people in South Dakota that do the job for us, not you guys. Now back off. <laughs> <laughs> that seems a little ridiculous. 
It seems a lot ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, Aaron came back. Now here's the thing, right? All of our weather friends are always, you know, they're you know, most of them, right? Are usually really nice and professional when they're responding to trolls on social media. And and Aaron was no different. Uh, his response, though a little sarcastic, said, "Sorry guys, I gotta move back. No more chasing." Because <laughs> he lives in he lives in Colorado. So. Um, so he just said, I, I guess I can't chase anymore. I have to stay in my state. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to plug that information into weather troll bot, and then she's going to spit out what Aaron was really thinking when he was trying to respond to that troll. Okay. So we got to uh, go ahead and plug it in. All right, and then she's going to spit this out. Now, remember, we, we gave Weather Trollbot an upgrade, uh, so she sounds really sophisticated. But uh, here's what Aaron apparently uh, was really thinking. Here is what Aaron was really thinking. Are you f***ing real? I didn't even know anybody lived in this state. I'll get off your damn lawn for today. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Oh my god, I love her accent. Yes. This, yes yeah, very yes. sophisticated, right? Very sophisticated, yes. Oh my god, that's perfect. I love all right, that. get get off my damn lawn, I guess, is the response. So all right, so and then let's jump to jump to the other one. And th this one is nuts. Like, you know, sometimes these these trolls are just like, oh, come on, right? You, Jen, you kind of said it's ridiculous. This one is like, come on. Like like really you get like really i say like a lot here obviously but you get really pissed off because it's like is someone really thinking this stuff so um this comes from mary mays a meteorologist at wkrn in nashville and she got a uh again i don't know if this is twitter or facebook but uh, it's from linda now linda r uh, mary scratched off her last name we're not afraid to throw people under the bus here at uh, Stormfront Freak. So if there was a last name there, we would share it. But Linda says, Hi, Mary. I'm writing because it looks like you're about three months pregnant. If you're not, please review your tape from yesterday when you were wearing a red pantsuit. If you're not expecting, it looks like you may be wearing hip-hugging underwear, leaving your tummy exposed. I just thought you would like to know. It also shows in other outfits you wear. Sent as a friend, Linda. What the? I, That's uh, I, mm -hmm. that That's terrible. me off. Mm -hmm. Like, what on earth? Yes. Oh, mm -hmm. weather troll bot right. better have a good one. So here's Mary. Now, again, Mary, professional and everything else. So she, responding, but, but in a very professional way. She says, you know, I'm really sick of getting gross emails like this. I get them often, and it doesn't matter what I'm wearing. Not pregnant, having a curve to the stomach is normal. Some women do have flat abdomens. I've never been one of them, and I'm okay with that. I'm a size two. People, especially other women, need to stop with this nonsense. Young ladies out there, it's okay to not have a flat stomach. I have uh, severe uh, endometriosis. Mm -hmm. and may end up having a difficult time getting pregnant when I do start a family. So emails like this hurt, and it, make me want, it makes me want to change careers before I start trying for a family. Oh, my God. So that's the kind of crap that people, mm -hmm. right, please be careful what, what you're saying. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. But that's let's horrible. be honest. We know Mary wasn't thinking that when she wrote that nice little comment, when she's reading her 
friendly uh, uh, text or email or, or post from Linda. So we are going to go ahead and type this into Trollbot. And we're going to get to find out, I think, what Mary was really thinking. Here is what Mary was really thinking. Eat a bag of assholes, Linda. You are not a friend. Okay. Wow. Yes. yes. Boom. Yes. Like, oh so, so <laughs> I want to Mary, say Mary did a great job of, of pondering her response a little bit right before she actually posted her, her nice professional <laughs> response. But we all know how we feel when crap like that is done. So I think, oh, I think screw you, Linda. Yeah, Linda. I'm ready to take like after this. It's just like. I'm going to go find that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So Weather Trollbot, we'll put her back in the garage for a little while. But uh, that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks Podcast. I want to thank you for listening or watching. Uh, before I go ahead and announce our next guest, if you like the show, don't forget to follow the show on your podcast player so you get notified and receive the latest episodes of our show delivered right to the library that you have the moment that it gets released. You can find all the podcast player options. Again, just go to stormfrontfreaks.com and please help us out. Tell a friend about your favorite episode. Uh, it's always great to hear those kind of responses, whether uh, you tweet that out, Facebook, Instagram, or you just send us an email at questions at stormfrontfreaks.com. It's always great to hear that stuff. Uh, you can also visit stormfrontfreaks.com to find our Patreon link. I mentioned that a little bit earlier. You can check out all the ways uh, we can do more with you and how you can also help support the show, uh, whether it's live access to view and chat during our raw video recordings like tonight, uh, exclusive merchandise. You can even join us and visit our guests in the green room. So just visit patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks to join the team. Uh, and thank you to all of you that uh, support us, uh, especially tonight. I know Dan's here and, and Steve was on. You can also subscribe to our YouTube page. You can watch all the previous versions of our recordings of Stormfront Freaks Raw, which is completely unedited. I'll remind that, right? So like Weather Trollbot, she doesn't get edited in the Raw version. Now, when we post the audio podcast, uh, Weather Trollbot's a lot of beeps and boops and, and everything else. But, but in the Raw video, you get it raw. So um, you can also hear the great conversations we have during breaks, uh, great questions from our VIPs for guests. Who knows what else gets beep, beeped or edited out. And you can even now see the streams from our recent team Storm Chaser all up there as well. Uh, you can find that link at stormfrontfreaks.com. So uh, special thanks to our guest tonight, Jen Naramore. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I loved it. It was awesome. Thank you. Uh, uh, that was fun. And we, we should have had, had, had you on a lot earlier, uh, if I can get those words out. How do you say <laughs> yeah. hot? How many times can you say hot, right? <laughs> Um, and freaks, uh, let's go around and find out how people uh, can follow you and catch you on social media. Uh, Jen Watson, start with you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Jennifer Weather, Twitter at Jay Watson underscore WX, and also on TikTok, which is Jennifer Weather as well. Cool. Brady, uh, where are people now going to find your new and fancy storm chasing <laughs> escapades? Wow. Yeah. So uh, at my Instagram and on TikTok, both at Columbus Weather with Brady. Uh, have some occasional entertaining information there. Yeah. All right. Maz, give you time to think about what your uh, Twitter Twitter account it. was. I am 58. Takes me a while to recall, so I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, um, uh, at MoneyStorm, the number four, and the letter U. At MoneyStorm, 
Very good. You can find me on Twitter at Stormfront Freak. Uh, We also have a a Facebook and and, uh, Instagram account as well, but uh, hang out on Twitter a lot. So our next episode, we're going to be back in two weeks recording live on June 23rd with SPC forecaster Andrew Lyons is going to be with us. Uh, Patreon members, you can join our raw video recording live and the edited audio podcast will be available to everyone else the following Sunday. So for Jen and Jen and and Maz and Brady and Dan, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear, and we will catch you guys next time. Good night, everybody. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app, and watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.